Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, fight! The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday, September 18th edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And we are presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center. We've got a lot to get into today. I've got Doc Holliday from earlier this afternoon. We'll get his breakdown on the upcoming matchup between Marshall and North Carolina State. NC State coming to town. This is a big deal for Marshall. And if you've heard player interviews earlier this week and throughout the week, you're going to hear these guys are excited to have NC State coming to town. And we'll hear a little bit later on from Doc Holliday about the fact that this is a program that he's familiar with. He was a part of that program for many years. Also, the fact that they're coming to town, Marshall played them, they're coming back to return the favor. It's not one of those two-for-one deals or three-for-one deals. This is basically you play us, we'll play you. One for one, the way it usually goes when football programs are looking for games sometimes, unless it's one of those one-offs or one of those crazy, okay, you'll play us three times, we'll come to your place one. No, this is a one for one with an ACC school. So we'll hear from Doc Holliday in just a moment. And earlier this afternoon as well, I got a chance to catch up with Chase Hancock. So we'll hear a little bit of that. Chase is excited, of course, about the game coming up on Saturday. I think the overall impression is these guys, they just want to go out and play some football. They didn't get a chance to do that last Saturday. So they had to go for a sort of a hybrid type week. It was almost a bye week, but it wasn't because they were getting ready for a game. And then they had to retool and then go and get ready for NC State. Now, I think the advantage for the Thundering Herd is that they've got a chance to really prepare a little bit more as far as the players are concerned. The coaches, of course, coaches are going to work. They're not the ones out there actually putting the pads on or running routes and doing drills. They're not the ones doing that. Instead, they're breaking down film, breaking down tendencies. They're doing instruction. And from that standpoint, I'm sure NC State's coaches are ready, as Marshall's coaches are as well. But at the same time, I think Marshall's players got a little bit more of a jump, just a little bit. But still, you'll take every advantage you possibly can. So, as I mentioned earlier today, Doc Holliday, his weekly press conference, and as Doc always does, he opens up with his starters, gives a statement on the team that he's facing. And so let's find out from Doc who the captains are this week and find out a little bit more about this week's opponent, NC State. Captains for this week will be the uh, same guys we had set to go a week ago with uh, Obi and Brady on offense and Chase and Malik Gann on defense. And, you know, I. Uh, what, what we did, when we found out Wednesday that uh, this game had been canceled. We were halfway through practice, of course. We just went ahead and started preparing for NC State and made this week like a bye week, which I think helped us. You know, we got some guys healthy that probably wouldn't have played against, uh, probably would not have played against uh, South Carolina. We got B back. We'll get uh, Levi Brown. Had a little bit of an ankle. He'll be back. So probably as healthy as we've been all year, including the, the Miami game. So that's a good thing. And had a great week to this point. Last night was a Tuesday night practice for us, and tonight will be Wednesday, and put two Thursdays together back-to-back and then get ready to go play what I think may be one of the top teams or may be the top team in the uh, ACC. And it starts with the quarterback, Finley. 
Uh, he's thrown over 80 balls and completed 74% of them. And a lot of people have him picked to be the number one player picked in the draft. And you watch him on tape, he makes, you know, he just every, he doesn't make a bad throw. He can make all the throws and, you know, got uh, the strength of their offenses, their receivers are, by, are back. They're good players. Uh, their center is just tremendous. He's a uh, first team all conference, uh, all ACC performer. He's, he's a really good player. And they're just a solid team defensively. They lost a lot of players, but you turn the tape on, they look the same. And, uh, but they should. They're NC State. They got they got you know they got big time recruiting budget. They got great facilities and they recruit good players. So I know our team's excited. I think it's a great opportunity for for our program, our community, and our, our state and fan base to to you know showcase Marshall University on a national stage. And what better way to do it than have a you know not only an ACC t- team coming in here, but an excellent team coming in here to. Uh, showcase on the national uh, stage on national television. So I know we're excited. I know our fan base is excited, and uh, we're looking forward to Saturday night. For the Thundering Herd, so Doc's excited for this one, but not be excited for this one. First of all, you're going up against a big-time quarterback, Ryan Finley, sixth in the nation, 71% completion percentage and eighth in passing yards. So he's definitely a great quarterback. Another thing to keep in mind, and we talked a little bit about this last year, but just to bring it back up to refresh everyone, that Doc Holliday worked at NC State. He was an associate head coach there, a wide receivers coach under Chuck Amato from 2000 to 2004. So, again, Doc has some fondness with NC State. It was a good time for him during that period of his life. And so Doc talked a little bit about his memories of NC State. Again, has a lot of affection, a lot of respect for that program, and here's what Doc had to say when asked about those memories of NC State. You know, I've got great respect for that program. They're in, just they got such a tremendous fan base as we do, and uh, I'm sure they'll bring a lot of people here. And uh, but they just a lot of good, really good people there. I still have a lot of great friends that uh, that, that are in that area, and a lot of them working within the athletic department. So, got a lot of memories. But the important thing is we're prepared to go play really well uh, here Saturday night. Now, Doc was asked following up on NC State, the fact that when he took the job at Marshall years ago, did he ever expect to be hosting an NC State? And not just hosting NC State, because this is a big game, but this is a one-for-one deal. Again, I talked about that earlier. Not a two-for-one, not a three-for-one. This is a one-for-one with an ACC school. And here's Doc's thoughts on that. I think I think it's just a you know it's just a tribute what Mike Hamrick's been able to do with our scheduling you know we've got NC State coming in here we got a you know Pitt team coming in here in the future we've got Boise coming up on the schedule so you know there's a lot of great games a lot of tremendous teams coming in here which is which is good I know I know our players enjoy that uh, they're, they're going to enjoy the atmosphere here uh, on Saturday night and I know our fans are looking forward to it as well. Now just to go back a little bit before we take our break, Doc was asked about how tough it was to shift from South Carolina to NC State. And we talked about this with a couple of the players, and you'll hear that throughout the rest of the week with player interviews. But that was the question to Doc, and here's his response to the shift between playing South Carolina, not playing South Carolina, and getting ready for NC State. I'm not sure I've, that's never happened. You know, I've never – well, I shouldn't say it never happened. It did happen back when I was NC State, and uh, 9-11 occurred. You know, we were kind of in the same boat where it was all canceled that next week. But, uh, you know, you just, uh, you know, as soon as it happened, I mean, you know, as coaches, you're just, you know, you're like in a bubble anyway. So you just go right directly on that night to NC State and try to get ahead a little bit. And I think we've, uh, you know, we've had uh, 
got to work on a little bit a week ago and got some people healthy and, and had, a, had a really good practice last night. So we're anxious to continue the preparation this week. When we come back from break, we're going to hear a little bit more from Doc Holliday as we're going to get into the specifics of NC personnel. Of course, we've talked briefly about their quarterback, Ryan Finley. We'll hear a little bit more about him. Also, their running back, Reggie Galsby II. We'll get a little insight on him. And we're going to hear from Chase Hancock. So that's what's coming up next. This is The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. The Wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center, this is The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Today... It was Doc Holliday Day at Marshall University, his weekly press conference. And earlier with Doc, we talked about NC State in general terms. Huge respect for that program. He was a part of that program for many years, so he's familiar with NC State, has a fondness for NC State. But to the meat of it now, Marshall has a tough task ahead of them. Now, Marshall had an opportunity last year to beat this team. And their quarterback, Ryan Finley, he is an amazing quarterback threw three touchdowns, and they scored 27 unanswered points in that game last year to overcome what was a 2010 first-half deficit. They won that game 37-20. New year, some of the same personnel were there. Their quarterback is one to watch out for. But another guy to keep an eye on is their running back, Reggie Galvesby II. And Doc was asked about him just to talk about what kind of runner he is he struggled a little bit, but it looks like he's had some improvement. But still, he's the guy to keep an eye on the ground. And here's Doc's impressions of their running back. Well, he's a big physical back. You know, he's a, he's a physical back that, uh, you know, he's hard. He's, you have a hard time, you know, tackling. He's a downhill runner. It's going to, you know, he's going to always get positive yards. And, you know, he had a, had a couple young freshmen behind him playing. And obviously, they've replaced the one freshman with, with another guy there. So, you know, they, they've got they've got good players. The thing about him is he played a lot a year ago, as you mentioned, against us. So, you know, he's got a lot of experience and uh, and he's he's a good player. Dave, Dave's done a great job with that program, and they've got good players at uh, just about every position. They've also got some pretty good wide receivers, and that's a, a focus for Doc. And that's for NC State as well, Marshall's wide receivers. But we'll talk about that later. Doc, here's his impression of their wide receivers. They are, and uh, the, you know, the number three again went vertical on us a year ago, and they like to get the ball to him down the field. He's uh, he does a great job with jump balls and high point balls, and he's similar to the kid at Miami that we played against. Uh, you know, maybe a little faster than that kid, but uh, he's a good player. And they got some good young players that uh, that are also making plays for him. So probably, not probably, they you know he'll come out and tell you the strength of his offense right now is the receivers and the quarterback. I do a great job with those guys. Coaches know numbers. We go by name sometimes. Kelvin Harmon is number three. You're going to see his number a lot, I'm sure, called on Saturday. Right now, he doesn't have any touchdowns, but he's got 162 yards. So I'm sure he's anxious to end zone again. You've only got two games in. You have your game canceled against West Virginia last week. So I'm sure that young man's itching to get back into the end zone as well. So the quarterback He's what makes NC State goes. Ryan Finley. Right now, he's looking at 679 total yards on his stat sheet. He's got four touchdowns. 
The kid threw three touchdowns against the Thundering Herd last year to bring them back and overcome a deficit. This young man also, as we mentioned, he is eighth in the country with a 367.5 passing yards per game average, and he's sitting pretty, sixth in the nation, 71% completion percentage, and eighth in passing yards. So this young man is the real deal as far as quarterbacks are concerned. So Doc was asked, what about him is special? What does he do that makes him such a force and a special player? Well, he's, you know, and, and if you, he just, he's just, uh, he's just so accurate. You know, it reminds me, you know, when I was there, I was there for a five year period with Phillip Rivers. And if you look at, you know, with Phillip Rivers, we were pretty good on third down too because he's a really good player. He's still playing for the Chargers, you know, but Finley's that kind of guy. And, uh, He'll probably be, uh, not probably, he'll be as good a quarterback as, uh, you know, ever to come from visiting team into this place to this point since I've been here, of course. But uh, he's a really good player and uh, makes great decisions. He's well coached and uh, he's got good people around him. He's a veteran quarterback. He's going to be tough. And so Doc was asked, hey, what's it going to take to get this guy, a veteran quarterback, someone who's seen it all, who is out there leading his team, makes everybody go, What's it going to take to get this guy off balance? It's so hard to pressure him because he gets the ball out of his hands so quick, you know, and so he's kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, you can you work on trying to get pressure, and you just got to mix it, got to mix things up. And he's going to make his throws, and they're going to make their catches. We just got to, you know, can't give up the big play and got to get him on the ground and, uh, you know, just continue to compete and play hard. And, uh, and But I know our, our guys are looking forward to the challenge. So watch out for the quarterback position on Saturday as Ryan Finley is the guy that makes NC State go. One of the guys that's going to be tasked with dealing with this potent offensive unit that NC State will bring in Huntington on Saturday is Chase Hancock. Had a chance to catch up with him earlier. Steve Cotton was there as well, the voice of the Thundering Herd. And Steve leads off, and then I follow up with a few questions as well. But Steve asking him about Finley. Right off the bat, you talk about that guy. And so here's Chase's uh, thoughts on Finley and talking a little bit about the, some of the players he's going to have to deal with on Saturday. I think he's the the head of the team, um, as any quarterback should be. Um, I think he he's really good, really. Um, what I've seen is that he, he, he throws his guys open. Before they're open, he's throwing them the ball, and I think that's that's really cool to see on film. Um, I'm really excited just to get out there and and um, see how we match up with the with them guys. Yeah, how unusual is he? I mean, you don't run into him every day, right? I think it's it's been a while since I've seen a quarterback like him uh, on film. Um, I think if if we can get pressure on him and uh, just try to try to get as much pressure on him as we can uh, I think I think we'll be fine um but he does really well and with the pressure um so he doesn't seem to get flushed very easily he's very poised um so I think it's going to be a great challenge for us is his is the difference in him as much mental as anything else in that I mean he has talent too but is the mental side of it where it's just wow um I mean I I don't know. I, I think that I don't know. Just he just seems so so calm and you know and, and 
I don't know. He's just he's just really good. That's all I can yeah. say. What uh, people talk about the passing game, him and the receiver. What about their running game? What, what kind of what style of run game do they have? Uh, I think they do a really good job. Uh, I think the running backs are very patient. Um, those big boys up front do a good job blocking. Um, so I, again, that'll be another challenge for us. And um, but they're very patient and um, they they run really hard. So um, we just have to to tackle. Make sure we we tackle um, and and get these boys on the ground. Really. Yeah. First down, second down. It, it, how important is it to have them in third and long as opposed to third and two? I think it's very important because. Uh, I mean, again, the quarterback, he's, he's throwing guys open. So the, the further back we can get them, I think that's, that's better for us. Uh, make, make them work for what they, what they get. Um, so um, just got to do what we do best, and that's apply pressure and just and stay with that the whole game. So you're getting ready for South Carolina, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and your game plan changes, and you're getting ready for NC State now. So... I guess the disappointment there is you didn't get to play South Carolina, but you've got so much extra time now to get really get ready for NC State. What's that transition like? Uh, we, I mean, I feel like any time that we have a bye week or something and um, you know, we're allowed a little extra time to focus on the team, I think um, it allows us to bring a little bit more juice to the game. Um, and then we're playing here in the June, so uh, I think the fan base is going to really make this game exciting. Uh, to have everybody come out because I think I'm pretty, uh, you know, a lot of people are going down to the to the SC game, so um, I think everybody's just anxious to to get back to playing. So, that yeah, you, you wanted to play on Saturday, you couldn't, so now mm-hmm. you just got to take that out on NC State. Right. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Just uh, just come ready to play. Really, I think everybody's just anxious. It's been a while since we played a game. It seems like forever. So um, I think it's time to get out here and play against somebody else. This really wasn't your normal off week because mm-hmm. you were in game prep mode and then you changed gears. This is a situation where you get a couple of days off. I mean, you guys have been going right at it since the Eastern Kentucky game. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you might a light workout without pads, but still, uh, there hasn't been much time off. Uh, this hasn't been a normal game preparation cycle for you. I think uh, Coach Doc has really prepared us well with that. Um, we do a lot of everything – and our program is really all about sudden change. He, you know, he, he'll just randomly uh, just change the script on us. So I think um, Coach Doc has done a really good job with that. So as far as this week is concerned, um, I don't think we've missed a beat. I think uh, the leadership on the team has, has done a good job in making sure that um, we we stay the course and focus in and um, just lock in because this is the next game, and that's that's big. We're going to have more from Chase Hancock after the break. More from Doc Holliday. We'll get your phone calls in as well. You can join the program by calling 877-420-8255, 877-420-TALK. That's the number to be a part of this edition of The Drive. We're presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 930. 
Tuesday edition presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me on this edition. We're going to hear later on from Doc Holliday, get a little bit more of what he's thinking as we're getting closer and closer to Marshall taking on NC State. Going to be a big game on Saturday. This is the biggest home game on the schedule. After this, you've got middle, you've got FAU. Now, that could be maybe the second biggest game. And depending on the standings, you want to circle that one. Because of importance, that will be bigger. NC State's bigger from a standpoint that you've got an ACC opponent coming in. It will do a lot for the program to play close, but ultimately you want to beat them. That's where you get the most bang for the buck there. You beat them, and you've got something here. But FAU is important from a standpoint that you beat them. Conference standings is what you're looking at there. But we're a few weeks away from that. We're not even in talking range of that yet, other than that's a game to circle. Charlotte, UTSA, I'm sorry. Uh, I like UTSA's football program, but that's going to be a tough one. That's going to be a tough sell for the crowd. And Charlotte, that's going to be a tough sell for the crowd. So really, other than NC State and FAU, the rest of the games, as far as what excitement level there is, is just not much. But we do digress. Let's go back to talking Hancock. Now, we're going to pick back up here. Chase has a unique perspective on NC State because this is a team that they face recently. It's not like you're picking up and playing EKU because you've never faced them. Marshall's faced them, but that was 25 years ago, give or take. So these kids are still familiar with NC State. It's a little fresh in their mind. So you get ready for them. It's not as strange as it might seem trying to get ready for one opponent because I'm sure they had to do a little bit more legwork for South Carolina because they don't have last year to fall back on. So... That's where I was starting with Chase in this uh, second half of this interview, just getting his feelings and thoughts on the fact that you know NC State. So this isn't a situation where you're coming into this cold, and that's where we pick up with Chase Hancock. I think we did a really good job when we went down there. Um, we almost had them, but almost only counts in horseshoes. So, um Again, this is, a, this is a new team for us, a new team for them. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm just excited to get out of there, really. And um, but, you know, having played them before, we kind of have a feel for them, like you said, and uh, that that makes things a little bit easier. Now, not on your side of the ball, but uh, there's there's a newness there with Isaiah. When you guys, when the veterans talk to the new kids about a game, uh, is there anything extra you can tell these guys? Is there is that familiarity, uh, or you think you approach this fresh every every game? You know, try not to maybe um, cloud. You know, here's what happened last year, but maybe not cloud their judgment for this year. Keep them focused on this opponent. Uh, I think we just try to to let them know that um, it's just another game. You know, we practice, we we work on this stuff day in, day out, um, just trying to go out and showcase it and, and be as mentally sharp and and 
physical as you can be. Um, again, I, some of these guys haven't been in big games like this before. Um, so I, I'm not too worried about that. Um, but um, just, just try to reassure them that just go play. That's all you can do. Just go play. Helps with the big games here for once. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sweating right now thinking about how big this crowd is going to be. I really hope that everybody comes out and supports us. Um, but, uh, you know, Isaiah has done a really good job with the offense as well as everybody on that side of the ball, really. I think, um, I think we've got something special. How important is that for you to come out on Saturday and see that there's a big crowd here? What would that mean to you to know that there was a huge community support for you in this game? I mean, I think the community is a a big part of Marshall's story. Um, so to see everybody, um, you know, come out and support us, that means everything because that's that's who we do it for. Those are what those are. That's one of the reasons that we that we play and we take pride in wearing the M on our helmets. Um, so I'm just I'm excited to see everybody out here. Really. Yeah. On a side note. You didn't have a game Saturday, so what'd you do? Uh, you know, did you watch uh, other games? You know, just work on this game. What would you do with your Saturday? Uh, no, I just tried to do a little extra, taking care of my body. Um, so I got in the training room, make sure I'm I'm feeling as best as I possibly can. I think everybody did that. Um, Coach Stock made sure that we're uh, feeling our, our best that we've ever felt. Um, so. And then, like you said, we watch some football. Football is everyday thing. So um, whether we're here at practice or uh, whether we go to the hotel on Friday nights, we're always watching football. So, um, again, it sucked not being able to play Saturday and sitting at home watching football. But um, I don't know. It was nice. It was it was nice. There's there's a silver lining to it. Like Chuck Lyndon said, there's a silver lining to, to everything. So, um, just it just allowed us more time to prepare and get get right uh, physically and mentally. Team feeling pretty good then, just uh, not having to go out there because not only was it a game you missed, you missed the road travel as mm-hmm. well. You didn't have to go do that because it's just not that easy. You know, you just don't hop in a bus or hop in a plane and go and not feel the effects of that. Yeah, I just think that's a part of the the whole thing though. Traveling, um, I think, and I think that's why we get down there a day, day early to kind of allow our, our minds and our bodies um, just get back to reality of okay, you've been traveling for so for however long, your back might be hurting from sitting on whatever, but um, you know, I think the coaches do a really good job and the the staff they do a really good job and make sure that um, we're as ready as we can be, no matter how far we, we travel. Just nice to know that he didn't have to go through all that. Now you can just get ready for this one. Right. It's the next game, so I think we're all excited to, see, to go out here and play. Next game, and a name drop for the columnists from the Herald Dispatch as well. So you got a little bit of everything there with Chase. But just to go back a little bit, I don't think this game's going to be a, a total sellout. I'm just not feeling total sellout here. But. I would like to be pleasantly surprised. At the same time, I would like to see a good crowd for Marshall and NC State. Good crowd means good ticket sales. Good ticket sales mean, well, benefits the program 
And it definitely helps when you have a situation where you're bringing in good opponents, name opponents, and you're able to sell that out. You're able to bring in a good crowd. I mean, it would be terrible, I think, to not see a, a really nice crowd for Marshall and NC State. You have to you have to be able to bring those opponents in and then support that game. We're not talking you're buying tickets for middle. We're not talking the Charlotte game here. We're talking Marshall NC State. This is what you want. You want a quality opponent on the schedule coming to Jones C. Edwards Stadium, and here it is. Here's your quality opponent. And I think over the next few years, you're going to see quality opponents coming in to Jones C. Edwards Stadium. So now, here's your opportunity. And at the same time, I think Chase is just going to outplay. I mean, if he sees a huge crowd, that's going to jack him up a little bit more. But ultimately, at the end of the day, these kids, they're going to go out and play some football. But I think that if you're trying to truly take the next step, the fans are going to have to get to that point. And I've talked about this for years. I'll probably be talking about this for years to come. That at some point, it's got to be about the fans are showing up to see Marshall. Oh, hey, and NC State's on the schedule. Great. Not... Oh, hey, NC State's on the schedule. We should go to that game. It's got to get to that point where you're going to game day, Jones C. Edwards Stadium, you're going to see the herd. And it doesn't matter if the herd's playing EKU, Middle Tennessee, UTSA, Charlotte, FAU, NC State. doesn't matter. You're just going to go see the herd. So that's where you're at as far as getting this game to the point where it's another game. I mean, to these guys, it is another game. They they know in the back of their mind it's a big game. But at the same time, it's another game. But they're excited because they should be. Quality opponent coming in should be a good crowd. I'm hoping for a good crowd here. That would be a fun atmosphere on Saturday. Should be a great day for Marshall football. We're going to take our next break, come back. We've got a little bit more from Doc Holliday. Uh, we'll get a more specific update on Ryan B. Just a little bit about the fact that it wasn't all bad that he wasn't there. I mean, the herd's undefeated right now. So, again, not all bad. But there was a bonus here to him not being out there. So we'll talk about that with Doc. And we'll take time for your phone calls when we continue here on The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, September 18th edition The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me on the program. And don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, do you want to go back and catch it? Just to make sure you're up to date, all you have to do is go to our website, wrvc.com. We've got the player there. Also, you can subscribe to the program. We podcast every day. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, we're on TuneIn. Wherever you get your podcast is where you can find us. But my best bet for you, I like Apple Podcasts. That's where I go to get mine. I'm also a big fan of Stitcher. I'm a big fan of TuneIn as well. So those are your big ones there for podcasting. And if you can't find the podcast... Let them know you want to hear the drive on your favorite podcast catcher. All right, 
So we've got a little more Doc Holliday to get into, as today was Doc's press conference at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And the question I've been getting a lot from you on the air, off the air, is about Ryan B. And if you heard earlier in the show, they're getting Ryan back. This off week, it helped in that you got Ryan back. He, he wasn't going to play South Carolina, probably not going to play in that game. So now you got some guys who are coming back. They're going to be better shape, rested, healed up a little bit more, sort of rejuvenated. Same thing for NC State, but more importantly for the Thundering Herd, you're going to get Ryan B. back. But that wasn't a bad thing that he wasn't out there. Miami was a tough game. EKU became a little tougher than I thought it should be, but still Marshall comes out winning both those games. So no harm, no foul. Ryan wasn't needed. He's back now, but the good news is, and Doc talked a little bit about this, there are some guys that had a chance to to really come on board, step up, showcase themselves, get some more experience, some more playing time, which adds to the depth of Marshall University football. It's always a next-man-up mentality with these guys. And so the good news is Ryan's coming back, and what was even better was the fact that there was a benefit for, from him not being out there. And Doc talked about that very benefit of these guys, some of the guys that normally maybe wouldn't get a chance to step up as quickly or have that opportunity. So here's Doc on Ryan and what the really benefits were of maybe not having him out there for a couple of weeks. The good thing is with his absence, Malik uh, Thompson's came back and played a lot of really good football for us. So, you know, we can, you know, with him and Hames and, you know, B and, you know, Ty Tyler can go in there some because some of those young ends are starting to come around for us. So, you know, we'll be able to roll three or four guys in there and hopefully nobody uh, has to go play, you know, 60, 70 snaps in any game we play that those guys can roll in there and play 35 to 40 snaps and, and stay fresh. That's a big thing. Going out there, being able to keep them fresh, maybe use guys in different situations platoon a little bit more, however you want to manage it. You've got some options now. Ryan comes back, adds some depth back. Some guys that haven't had a chance to play, got a chance to play. Some guys that maybe need a little bit more experience, got some more experience, and were able to go out there and prove themselves. So it's a benefit. You want Ryan B. out there, and you're going to get him back, but at the same time, I thought that there was a positive to take away from that. Now, you're getting these guys back. You're trying to find ways to pick apart NC State. And you've got an opportunity here because NC State's a little different than they were last year. They're missing some players. They've got some youth, and especially on the right side of the line. And that's an area that I'm sure Marshall's going to pick on a little bit. And here's Doc talking about that young right side of the NC State line. They're, they're, again, they're, they're good players, but they are young. You know, the, I think that it's good, you know, and of course we went in their place a year ago with three freshmen playing. So, you know, that being said, they're, they are, they're young, but they're talented, but they got that center, that rock solid, that center is just a really good player. And that right side's played an awful lot of football for them. So, or the left side, I'm sorry. So the right side is new, but uh, they're, uh, you know, they're a veteran group with the exception of just a couple guys. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure this, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll enjoy coming and playing on the road and I'm sure they'll be prepared as we will. It should be a fun atmosphere. If it's a fun atmosphere, I think that's going to be right because NC State will come in here. It'll be a fun atmosphere. And I don't know how much fun it is to go on the road for these kids when really 
if they had their way, I'm sure, well, at least the coaches. I'm sure the coaches would just like to play all games at home, not have to worry about that travel. But Doc's right. It should be a fun game, especially for young kids. I mean, same thing for a guy like Isaiah Green. He goes into a big venue. He's smiling, not necessarily overwhelmed, intimidated by it. Just the fact that uh, today, here's where I get to work. Really, here's where I get to play today. Big-time environment. Didn't have that because of the South Carolina game getting canceled, but it should be a fun environment for NC State. And this team's coming in confident. They lost that game. But there was a time when Marshall and that game had ample opportunity and were taking advantage of some of that. Didn't finish strong, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But the first question asked about that NC State game last year was the fact that there should be some benefit this year because those kids went down there, they played tough, no moral victories, but still there's some confidence from a year ago. And here's Doc's thoughts on that. Well, you know, I don't, you know, I think there's no question, you know, our guys were confident a bunch to begin with and our players, you know, feel good about themselves. And, uh, you know, they're just excited to have the opportunity to go play not only an ACC team or a Power Five team, but also a really good one. And uh, you know, like I say, I watched you all. One thing we did Saturday afternoon after we practiced Saturday morning, we sit around and watched, you know, some football. And you you watch some you, know, you watch some of the teams play. And there's no doubt in my mind, watched NC State that they're in their league right now, where their league stands, that they're one of the top teams, if not the top team in that league, along with Clemson and some of those others. And that was something that I've been asking some of these guys all week: is what you do. What'd you do on Saturday? They practice, they watch some football, and got a chance to see some other games. And it's, that's a rarity when you're playing on a Saturday. You don't necessarily get to watch. Now, I'm sure some of these guys go back, watch some games. As you heard Chase talk about earlier, they go back, they watch football. You know, they're always watching something here. So this team's confident. They're always confident, have a little swagger to them. And this is a, a game in which last year, they should feel real good about the performance of one Tyree Brady because he went down and just performed. I don't know if NC State was just caught off guard by him truly or he just went down and went off. Now, NC State knows where he's going to be on the field on Saturday. They're going to make sure they're aware of where Mr. Tyree Brady is at all times. But the question to Doc was, with Tyree Brady having their attention, and Doc will expand upon this, but the initial question was, are you excited for your running game? Because here's an opportunity now. The running backs, they're not going to get boxed. I think that's the, the best way to put that. The running backs are going to have to take advantage of the fact that they're going to have some opportunity here because they're not going to they're not going to stuff the box. So here's what Doc had to say about that as far as the question being, are you excited for the running game to get a chance to maybe open up a little bit more because NC State's going to be focusing on Tyree Brady. The one thing that we're a little different than we were this time a year ago is with Brady is, you know, Obi wasn't playing a whole lot at this point, you know, and Obi's starting to step up. You know, Willie was a young guy that hadn't played a whole lot, and so was Marcel was a new guy and, and the addition of Artie. And so we've got some guys that, uh, you know, Xavier Gaines is starting to 
come around and, and you know play some really good football for us along with his other tight ends. So, you know, I think we have a few more weapons uh, than a few more players than what we had at this time a year ago. We went to NC State. You know, we knew we knew about Brady, but a lot of that other, you know, especially at the wide receiver position was unknown. Now they got some games under their belt and has some confidence, and uh, so we'll see what happens. So pick your poison, right? That's the impression I'm getting. Pick your poison. They're going to have to account for more guys. It's not going to be shut Tyree down and you've got the passing game beat. It's, okay, there's Obi out there. Tyree's going to get his. Running game, you better be aware of them as well. And we've talked to these guys all week, and you'll hear some of that tomorrow as well, that now this is going to open up some plays because if they're focusing on Tyree, well, running backs are going to have an opportunity to get some yardage. And if they're focusing on the running backs a little bit more, don't forget, there's that guy named Tyree Brady who's out there, and he's going to have some help this time. And it's going to be all important for Isaiah Green to find these guys and be able to make the right decision, right read, because he's going to have to take advantage of where NC State's going. If NC State's going towards the running attack, well, you got to make sure to find the open wide receiver. It's basic football. Plain and simple, but NC State's going to do it better than anybody that Green's seen so far on this schedule. So finally, Doc was asked about overcoming the lulls. And what that question meant was, we'll take last year as an example. Finley, he comes back for NC State, throws three touchdown passes. The Wolfpack score 27 unanswered. Thundering Herd maybe doing well, and then it, it kind of slowed down. And that's something that coaches have to be aware of, the fact that you start faster, then you start slowing down. So Doc was asked, how important is it for this game, but any game, I would think, but still this game, to avoid the lulls, the second quarter, the third quarter lulls? There's no question. I mean, this is this is going to be a – you know, a game where you know we talk all the time about in order to win a game like this, you got to be the best team on the field. You know, and you got to play all three, put all three phases together, and you know you got to keep. There's going to be some adversity in this game, like there are in all of them. So you just got to keep fighting and and you know playing extremely hard. And and uh, you know there's going like I say, there'll be adversity. Don't worry about it. Just keep playing and see what happens. But uh, you know, I like our team. I like the, this team's going to go play really hard. I can assure you that, and we'll see what happens. So that's Doc Holliday from earlier this afternoon, and um, we're getting closer and closer to Marshall and NC State. Also getting closer to Saturday's HIMG Thundering Herd Concert Series. This week, the band Steel is going to be on the Coors Light stage. That's right, the band Steel on the Coors Light stage. Their new album is Moon in a Mason Jar, and you can hear some of the songs from that right now. On our sister station, 93.7 The Dog, their latest is I-95. Also, uh, Catch, Sit a While, Victory in Jesus, if you're not familiar with them. And, of course, you can listen to The Dog all week long because you're going to be hearing a lot more about these boys coming to town. They've been here already from Double Spring, Alabama. And guess what? They're going to be ready for some Thundering Herd football on Saturday on the Coors Light stage. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. I want to thank our producer, Gabriel Seller, host Paul Swan. Back tomorrow, we're going to do it all over again. Until then, don't forget, you can catch the program on the podcast. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, also on TuneIn, 
Wherever you get your podcasts is where you can find The Drive. That's going to do it for this edition. Until tomorrow, have a great evening, everyone. Station. Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready? The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, is good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday, September 18th edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And we are presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center. We've got a lot to get into today. I've got Doc Holliday from earlier this afternoon. We'll get his breakdown on the upcoming matchup between Marshall and North Carolina State. NC State coming to town. This is a big deal for Marshall. And as you've heard player interviews earlier this week and throughout the week, you're going to hear these guys are excited to have NC State coming to town. And we'll hear a little bit later on from Doc Holliday about the fact that this is a program that he's familiar with. He was a part of that program for many years. Also, the fact that they're coming to town, Marshall played them, they're coming back to return the favor. It's not one of those two-for-one deals or three-for-one deals. This is basically you play us, we'll play you one-for-one, one, the way it usually goes when football programs are looking for games sometimes, unless it's one of those one-offs or one of those crazy, okay, you'll play us three times, we'll come to your place one. No, this is a one-for-one one with an ACC school. So we'll hear from Doc Holliday in just a moment. And earlier this afternoon as well, I got a chance to catch up with Chase Hancock. So we'll hear a little bit of that. Chase is excited, of course, about the game coming up on Saturday. I think the overall impression is these guys, they just want to go out and play some football. They didn't get a chance to do that last Saturday. So they had to go for a sort of a hybrid type week. It was almost a bye week, but it wasn't because they were getting ready for a game, and then they had to retool and then go and get ready for NC State. Now, I think the advantage for the Thundering Herd is that they've got a chance to really prepare a little bit more as far as the players are concerned. The coaches, of course, coaches are going to work. They're not the ones out there actually putting the pads on or running routes and doing drills. They're not the ones doing that. Instead, they're breaking down film, breaking down tendencies. They're doing instruction. And from that standpoint, I'm sure NC State's coaches are ready, as Marshall's coaches are as well. But at the same time, I think Marshall's players get a little bit more of a jump, just a little bit. But still, you'll take every advantage you possibly can. So as I mentioned earlier today, Doc Holliday, his weekly press conference, and as Doc always does, he opens up with his starters, gives a statement on the team that he's facing. And so let's find out from Doc who the captains are this week and find out a little bit more about this week's opponent, NC State. Captains for this week will be the uh, same guys we had set to go a week ago with uh, Obi and Brady on offense and Chase and Malik Gann on defense. And You know, I, uh, what, what we did when we found out Wednesday that uh, this game had been canceled, we were halfway through practice, of course. We just went ahead and started preparing for NC State. And, Made this week like a bye week, which I think helped us. You know, we got some guys healthy that probably wouldn't have played against, uh, probably would not have played against uh, South Carolina. We got B back. We'll get uh, Levi Brown had a little bit of an ankle. He'll be back. So probably as healthy as we've been all year, including the, the Miami game. So that's a good thing. And 
We've had a great week to this point. Last night was a Tuesday night practice for us, and tonight will be Wednesday, and put two Thursdays together back-to-back and then get ready to go play what I think may be one of the top teams or may be the top team in the uh, ACC. And it starts with the quarterback, Finley. Uh, he's thrown over 80 balls and completed 74% of them. A lot of people have him picked to be the number one player picked in the draft. And you watch him on tape, he makes, you know, he just every, he doesn't make a bad throw. He can make all the throws and, you know, got uh, the strength of their offenses. Their receivers are, by, are back. They're good players. Uh, their center is tremendous. He's a f- uh, first team all conference, uh, all ACC performer. He's, he's a really good player. And they're just a solid team defensively. They lost a lot of players, but you turn the tape on, they look the same. And, uh, but they should. They're NC State. They got they got you know they got big time recruiting budget. They got great facilities and they recruit good players. So I know our team's excited. I think it's a great opportunity for for our program, our community, and our, our state and fan base to to you know showcase Marshall University on a national stage. And what better way to do it than have a you know not only an ACC t- team coming in here, but an excellent team coming in here to. Uh, showcase on a national uh, stage on national television. So I know we're excited. I know our fan base is excited, and uh, we're looking forward to Saturday night. For the Thundering Herd, so Doc's excited for this one. But Doc be excited for this one. First of all, you're going up against a big-time quarterback, Ryan Finley, sixth in the nation, 71% completion percentage and eighth in passing yards. So he's definitely a great quarterback. Another thing to keep in mind, and we talked a little bit about this last year, but just to bring it back up to refresh everyone, that Doc Holliday worked at NC State. He was an associate head coach there, a wide receivers coach under Chuck Amato from 2000 to 2004. So, again, Doc has some fondness with NC State. It was a good time for him during that period of his life. And so Doc talked a little bit about his memories of NC State. Again, has a lot of affection, a lot of respect for that program, and here's what Doc had to say when asked about those memories of NC State. You know, I've got great respect for that program. They're in, just they got such a tremendous fan base as we do, and uh, I'm sure they'll bring a lot of people here. And uh, but they just a lot of good, really good people there. I still have a lot of great friends that uh, that, that are in that area, and a lot of them working within the athletic department. So, got a lot of memories. But the important thing is we're prepared to go play really well uh, here Saturday night. Now, Doc was asked. Following up on NC State, the fact that when he took the job at Marshall years ago, did he ever expect to be hosting an NC State? And not just hosting NC State, because this is a big game, but this is a one-for-one deal. Again, I talked about that earlier. Not a two-for-one, not a three-for-one. This is a one-for-one with an ACC school, and here's Doc's thoughts on that. I think I think it's just a you know it's just a tribute what Mike Hamrick's been able to do with our scheduling you know we've got NC State coming in here we got a you know Pitt team coming in here in the future we've got Boise coming up on the schedule so you know there's a lot of great games a lot of tremendous teams coming in here which is which is good I know I know our players enjoy that uh, they're going to enjoy the atmosphere here uh, on Saturday night and I know our fans are looking forward to it as well. Now just to go back a little bit before we take our break, Doc was asked about how tough it was to shift from South Carolina to NC State. And we talked about this with a couple of the players, and you'll hear that throughout the rest of the week with player interviews. But that was the question to Doc, and here's his response to the shift between playing South Carolina, not playing South Carolina, and getting ready for NC State. I'm not sure. That's never happened. You know, I've never – well, I shouldn't say it never happened. It did happen back when I was NC State, and the 9-11 occurred. You know, we were kind of in the same boat where it was all canceled that next week. But, uh, 
you know, you just, uh, you know, as soon as it happened, I mean, you know, as coaches, you just, you know, you're like in a bubble anyway. So you just go right directly on that night to NC State and try to get ahead a little bit. And I think we've, uh, you know, we've had, uh, got to work on a little bit a week ago and got some people healthy and, and had, a, had a really good practice last night. So we're anxious to continue the preparation this week. When we come back from break, we're going to hear a little bit more from Doc Holliday as we're going to get into the specifics of NC personnel. Of course, we've talked briefly about their quarterback, Ryan Finley. We'll hear a little bit more about him. Also, their running back, Reggie Galsby, the second. We'll get a little insight on him. And we're going to hear from Chase Hancock. So that's what's coming up next. This is The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. The Wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center, this is The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Today was Doc Holliday Day at Marshall University, his weekly press conference. And earlier with Doc, we talked about NC State in general terms. Huge respect for that program. He was a part of that program for many years, so he's familiar with NC State, has a fondness for NC State. But to the meat of it now, Marshall has a tough task ahead of them. Now, Marshall had an opportunity last year to beat this team, and their quarterback, Ryan Finley, he is an amazing quarterback. Threw three touchdowns, and they scored 27 unanswered points in that game last year to overcome what was a 2010 first-half deficit. They won that game 37-20. New year, some of the same personnel were there. Their quarterback is one to watch out for. But another guy to keep an eye on is their running back, Reggie Galvesby II. And Doc was asked about him just to talk about what kind of runner he is. He struggled a little bit, but it looks like he's had some improvement. But still, He's the guy to keep an eye on the ground, and here's Doc's impressions of their running back. Well, he's a big physical back. You know, he's a, he's a physical back that uh, you know he's hard. He's you have a hard time you know tackling. He's a downhill runner. It's gonna you know he's gonna always get positive yards, and you know he had a, had a couple of young freshmen behind him playing, and obviously they've replaced the one freshman with with another guy there. So. You know, they, they've got they've got good players. The thing about him is he played a lot a year ago, as you mentioned against us. So, you know, he's got a lot of experience and uh, and he's he's a good player. Dave, Dave's done a great job with that program, and they've got good players at uh, just about every position. They've also got some pretty good wide receivers, and that's a, a focus for Doc. I think for NC State as well, Marshall's wide receivers. But we'll talk about that later. Doc, here's his impression of their wide receivers. They are, and uh, the, you know, the number three again went vertical on us a year ago, and they like to get the ball to him down the field. He's uh, he does a great job with jump balls and high point balls, and he's similar to the kid at Miami that we played against. Uh, you know, maybe a little faster than that kid, but uh, he's a good player. They got some good young players that uh, that are also making plays for him. So probably, not probably, they you know, he'll come out and tell you the strength of his offense right now is the receivers and the quarterback. They do a great job with those guys. Coaches know numbers. We go by name sometimes. Kelvin Harmon is number three. You're going to see his number a lot, I'm sure, called on Saturday. Right now, he doesn't have any touchdowns, but he's got 162 yards. So I'm sure he's anxious to get the end zone again. You've only got two games in. You have your game canceled against West Virginia last week. So I'm sure that young man's itching to get back into the end zone as well. So the quarterback. 
He's what makes NC State goes. Ryan Finley. Right now, he's looking at 679 total yards on his stat sheet. He's got four touchdowns. The kid threw three touchdowns against the Thundering Herd last year to bring them back and overcome a deficit. This young man also, as we mentioned, he is eighth in the country with a 367.5 passing yards per game average, and he's sitting pretty, sixth in the nation, 71% completion percentage, and eighth in passing yards. So this young man is the real deal as far as quarterbacks are concerned. So Doc was asked, what about him is special? What does he do that makes him such a force and a special player? Well, he's, you know, and, and if you look, he just, he's just, uh, he's just so accurate. You know, it reminds me, you know, when I was there, I was there for a five-year period with Phillip Rivers. And if you look at, you know, with Phillip Rivers, we were pretty good on third down too because he's a really good player. He's still playing for the Chargers, you know, but Finley's that kind of guy. And uh, he'll probably be, uh, not probably, he'll be as good a quarterback as, uh, you know, ever to come from visiting team into this place to this point since I've been here, of course. But uh, he's a really good player and uh, makes great decisions. He's well coached and uh, he's got good people around him. He's a veteran quarterback. He's going to be tough. And so Doc was asked, hey, what's it going to take to get this guy, a veteran quarterback, someone who's seen it all, who is out there leading his team, makes everybody go. What's it going to take to get this guy off balance? It's so hard to pressure him because he gets the ball out of his hands so quick, you know, and so he's kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, you can you work on trying to get pressure, and he's got to mix got to mix things up. And he's going to make his throws, and they're going to make their catches. We just got to, you know, can't give up the big play and got to get him on the ground and, uh, you know, just continue to compete and play hard. And, uh, and But I know our, our guys are looking forward to the challenge. So watch out for the quarterback position on Saturday as Ryan Finley is the guy that makes NC State go. One of the guys that's going to be tasked with dealing with this potent offensive unit that NC State will bring in Huntington on Saturday is Chase Hancock. Had a chance to catch up with him earlier. Steve Cotton was there as well, the voice of the Thundering Herd. And Steve leads off, and then I follow up with a few questions as well. But Steve asking him about Finley. Right off the bat, you talk about that guy. And so here's Chase's uh, thoughts on Finley and talking a little bit about the, some of the players he's going to have to deal with on Saturday. I think he's the the head of the team, uh, as any quarterback should be. Um, I think he he's really good, really. Um, what I've seen is that he, he, he throws his guys open. Before they're open, he's throwing them the ball, and I think that's that's really cool to see on film. Um, I'm really excited just to get out there and and um, see how we match up with the with them guys. Yeah, how unusual is he? I mean, you don't run into him every day, right? I think it's it's been a while since I've seen a quarterback like him uh, on film. Um, I think if if we can get pressure on him and uh, just try to try to get as much pressure on him as we can uh, I think I think we'll be fine um but he does really well and with the pressure um so he doesn't seem to get flushed very easily he's very poised um so I think it's going to be a great challenge for us is his is the difference in him as much mental as anything else in that I mean he has talent too but is the mental side of it where it's just wow 
Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that, I don't know. Just, he just seems so, so calm and, you know, and, and I don't know. He just, he's just really good. That's all I can say. What, uh, people talk about the passing game, him and the receiver. What about their running game? What, what kind of, what style of run game do they have? Uh, I think they do a really good job. Uh, I think the running backs are very patient. Um, those big boys up front do a good job blocking. Um, so, I, again, that'll be another challenge for us. And, um, but they're very patient, and um, they, they run really hard. So um, we just have to, to tackle, make sure we, we tackle um, and, and get these boys on the ground, really. Yeah. First down, second down, it, it, how important is it to have them in third and long as opposed to third and two? I think it's very important because, uh, I mean, again, the quarterback, he's, he's throwing guys open. So the, the further back we can get them, I think that's, that's better for us. Uh, make, make them work for what they, what they get. Um, so um, just got to do what we do best, and that's apply pressure and just and stay with that the whole game. You're getting ready for South Carolina, obviously, mm-hmm. and the game plan changes. You're getting ready for NC State now. So I guess the disappointment there is you didn't get to play South Carolina, but you've got so much extra time now to get really get ready for NC State. What's that transition like? Uh, we, I mean, I feel like any time that we have a bye week or something and um, you know we're allowed a little extra time to focus on the team, I think um, it allows us to bring a little bit more juice to the game. Um, and then we're playing here in the June, so uh, I think the fan base is going to really make this game exciting uh, to have everybody come out because I think I'm pretty. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going down to the to the SC game, so um, I think everybody's just anxious to to get back to playing. So, that yeah, you, you won the play on Saturday, you couldn't, so now mm-hmm. you just got to take that out on NC State. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, just come ready to play. Really, I think everybody's just anxious. It's been a while since we played a game. It seems like forever. So um, I think it's time to get out here and play against somebody else. This really wasn't your normal off week because mm-hmm. you were in game prep mode and then you changed gears. This is a situation where you get a couple of days off. I mean, you guys have been going right at it since the Eastern Kentucky game. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you might be a light workout without pads, but still uh, there hasn't been much time off. Uh, this hasn't been normal preparation cycle for you. I think uh, Coach Doc has really prepared us well f- with that. Um, we do a lot of everything in our program is really all about sudden change. He, you know, he, he'll just randomly uh, just change the script on us. So I think um, Coach Doc has done a really good job with that. So as far as this week is concerned, um, I don't think we've missed a beat. I think uh, the leadership on the team has, has done a good job in making sure that um, we we stay the course and focus in and um, just lock in because this is the next game, and that's that's big. We're going to have more from Chase Hancock after the break. More from Doc Holliday. We'll get your phone calls in as well. You can join the program by calling 877-420-8255, 877-420-TALK. That's the number to be a part of this edition of The Drive. We're presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 930. 
Tuesday edition presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me on this edition. We're going to hear later on from Doc Holliday, get a little bit more of what he's thinking as we're getting closer and closer to Marshall taking on NC State. Going to be a big game on Saturday. This is the biggest home game on the schedule. After this, you've got middle, you've got FAU. Now, that could be maybe the second biggest game. And depending on the standings, you want to circle that one. Because of importance, that will be bigger. NC State's bigger from a standpoint that you've got an ACC opponent coming in. It will do a lot for the program to play close, but ultimately you want to beat them. That's where you get the most bang for the buck there. You beat them, and you've got something here. But FAU is important from a standpoint that you beat them. Conference standings is what you're looking at there. But we're a few weeks away from that. We're not even in talking range of that yet, other than that's a game to circle. Charlotte, UTSA, I'm sorry. Uh, I like UTSA's football program, but that's going to be a tough one. That's going to be a tough sell for the crowd. And Charlotte, that's going to be a tough sell for the crowd. So really, other than NC State and FAU, the rest of the games, as far as what excitement level there is, is just not much. But we do digress. Let's go back to talking Hancock. Now, we're going to pick back up here. Chase has a unique perspective on NC State because this is a team that they faced recently. It's not like you're picking up and playing EKU because you've never faced them. Marshall's faced them, but that was 25 years ago, give or take. So these kids are still familiar with NC State. It's a little fresh in their mind. So you get ready for them. It's not as strange as it might seem trying to get ready for one opponent because I'm sure they had to do a little bit more legwork for South Carolina because they don't have last year to fall back on. So... That's where I was starting with Chase in this uh, second half of this interview, just getting his feelings and thoughts on the fact that you know NC State. So this isn't a situation where you're coming into this cold, and that's where we pick up with Chase Hancock. Oh, yeah, I think we did a really good job on it down there. Um, um, we almost had him, but almost on the counts in horseshoes. So, um Again, it's a, this is a new team for us, a new team for them. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm just excited to get out of there, really. And um, but, you know, having played them before, we kind of have a, a feel for them, like you said, and uh, that that makes things a little bit easier. Now, not on your side of the ball, but uh, there's there's a newness there with Isaiah. When you guys, when the veterans talk to the new kids about a game, you know, is there anything extra you tell these guys? Is there that familiarity, uh, or do you think you approach this fresh every every game? You know, try not to maybe um, cloud. You know, here's what happened last year, but maybe not cloud their judgment for this year. Keep them focused on this opponent. Uh, I think we just try to to let them know that um, it's just another game. You know, we practice, we we work on this stuff day in, day out, um, just trying to go out and showcase it and, and be as mentally sharp and and 
physical as you can be. Um, again, not, some of these guys haven't been in big games like this before. Um, so I, I'm not too worried about that. Um, but um, just, just try to reassure them that just go play. That's all you can do. Just go play. Helps with the big games here for once. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sweating right now thinking about how big this crowd is going to be. I really hope that everybody comes out and supports us. Um, but, uh, you know, Isaiah's done a really good job with the offense as well as everybody on that side of the ball, really. I think, um, I think we've got something special. How important is that for you to come out on Saturday and see that there's a big crowd here? What would that mean to you to know that there was a huge community support for you in this game? I mean, I think the community is a a big part of Marshall's story. Um, so to see everybody, um, you know, come out and support us, that means everything because that's that's who we do it for. Those are what, those are that's one of the reasons that we that we play and we take pride in wearing the M on our helmets. Um, so I'm just I'm excited to see everybody out here. Really. Yeah. Just like, uh, on a side note. You didn't have a game Saturday, so what'd you do? Uh, you know, did you watch uh, other games? You know, just work on this game. What'd you do with your Saturday? Uh, no, I just tried to do a little extra taking care of my body. Um, so I got in the training room, make sure I'm I'm feeling as best as I possibly can. I think everybody did that. Um, Coach Stock made sure that we're uh, feeling our our best that we've ever felt. Um, so. And then, like you said, we watch some football. Football is everyday thing. So um, whether we're here at practice or uh, whether we go to the hotel on Friday nights, we're always watching football. So, um, again, it sucked not being able to play Saturday and sitting at home watching football. But um, I don't know. It was nice. It was it was nice. There's there's a silver lining to it. Like Chuck Lane said, there's a silver lining to, to everything. So, um, just it just allowed us more time to prepare and get get right uh, physically and mentally. Team feeling pretty good then, just uh, not having to go out there because not only was it a game you missed, you missed the road travel as mm-hmm. well. You didn't have to go do that because it's just not that easy. You know, you just don't hop in a bus, you hop in a plane, and go and not feel the effects of that. Yeah, I just think that's a part of the the whole thing, though. Traveling, um, I think, and I think that's why we get down there a day, day early to kind of allow our, our minds and our bodies um, just get back to reality of okay, you've been traveling for so for however long, your back might be hurting from sitting on whatever, but um, you know, I think the coaches do a really good job and the the staff they do a really good job of making sure that um, we're as ready as we can be, no matter how far we, we travel. Just nice, though, knowing that you didn't have to go through all that. Now you can just get ready for this one. Right. It's the next game, so I think we're all excited to go out here and play. Next game, and a name drop for the columnists from the Herald of Spence as well. So you got a little bit of everything there with Chase. But just to go back a little bit, I don't think this game's going to be a, a total sellout. I'm just not feeling total sellout here. But... I would like to be pleasantly surprised. At the same time, I would like to see a good crowd for Marshall and NC State. Good crowd means good ticket sales. Good ticket sales mean, well, benefits the program 
And it definitely helps when you have a situation where you're bringing in good opponents, name opponents, and you're able to sell that out. You're able to bring in a good crowd. I mean, it would be terrible, I think, to not see a, a really nice crowd for Marshall and NC State. You have to you have to be able to bring those opponents in and then support that game. We're not talking you're buying tickets for middle. We're not talking the Charlotte game here. We're talking Marshall NC State. This is what you want. You want a quality opponent on the schedule coming to Jones C. Edwards Stadium, and here it is. Here's your quality opponent. And I think over the next few years you're going to see quality opponents coming in to Jones C. Edwards Stadium. So now here's your opportunity. And at the same time, I think Chase is just going out play. I mean, if he sees a huge crowd, that's going to jack him up a little bit more. But ultimately, at the end of the day, these kids, they're going to go out and play some football. But I think that if you're trying to truly take the next step, the fans are going to have to get to that point. And I've talked about this for years. I'll probably be talking about this for years to come. That at some point, it's got to be about the fans are showing up to see Marshall. Oh, hey, and NC State's on the schedule. Great. Not... Oh, hey, NC State's on the schedule. We should go to that game. It's got to get to that point where you're going to game day, Jones C. Edwards Stadium, you're going to see the herd. And it doesn't matter if the herd's playing EKU, Middle Tennessee, UTSA, Charlotte, FAU, NC State. doesn't matter. You're just going to go see the herd. So that's where you're at as far as getting this game to the point where it's another game. I mean, to these guys, it is another game. They they know in the back of their mind it's a big game. But at the same time, it's another game. But they're excited because they should be. Quality opponent coming in should be a good crowd. I'm hoping for a good crowd here. That would be a fun atmosphere on Saturday. Should be a great day for Marshall football. We're going to take our next break, come back. We've got a little bit more from Doc Holliday. Uh, we'll get a more specific update on Ryan B. Just a little bit about the fact that it wasn't all bad that he wasn't there. I mean, the Herd's undefeated right now, so again, not all bad. But there was a bonus here to him not being out there. So we'll talk about that with Doc, and we'll take time for your phone calls when we continue. Here on The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, September 18th edition. The Drive presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me on the program. And don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, do you want to go back and catch it? Just to make sure you're up to date, all you have to do is go to our website, wrvc.com. We've got the player there. Also, you can subscribe to the program. We podcast every day. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, we're on TuneIn. Wherever you get your podcast is where you can find us. But my best bet for you, I like Apple Podcasts. That's where I go to get mine. I'm also a big fan of Stitcher. I'm a big fan of TuneIn as well. So those are your big ones there for podcasting. And if you can't find the podcast... Let them know you want to hear the drive on your favorite podcast catcher. All right, 
So we've got a little more Doc Holliday to get into, as today was Doc's press conference at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And the question I've been getting a lot from you on the air, off the air, is about Ryan B. And if you heard earlier in the show, they're getting Ryan back. This off week, it helped in that you got Ryan back. He, he wasn't going to play South Carolina, probably not going to play in that game. So now you got some guys who are coming back. They're going to be better shape, rested, healed up a little bit more, sort of rejuvenated. Same thing for NC State, but more importantly for the Thundering Herd, you're going to get Ryan B. back. But that wasn't a bad thing that he wasn't out there. Miami was a tough game. EKU became a little tougher than I thought it should be, but still Marshall comes out winning both those games. So no harm, no foul. Ryan wasn't needed. He's back now, but the good news is, and Doc talked a little bit about this, there were some guys that had a chance to to really come on board, step up, showcase themselves, get some more experience, some more playing time, which adds to the depth of Marshall University football. It's always a next-man-up mentality with these guys. And so the good news is Ryan's coming back, and what was even better was the fact that there was a benefit for, from him not being out there. And Doc talked about that very benefit of these guys, some of the guys that normally maybe wouldn't get a chance to step up as quickly or have that opportunity. So here's Doc on Ryan and what the really benefits were of maybe not having him out there for a couple of weeks. The good thing is with his absence, Malik uh, Thompson's came back and played a lot of really good football for us. So, you know, we can, you know, with him and Hames and, you know, B and, you know, Ty Tyler can go in there some because some of those young ends are starting to come around for us. So, you know, we'll be able to roll three or four guys in there and hopefully nobody uh, has to go play, you know, 60, 70 snaps in any game we play that those guys can roll in there and play 35 to 40 snaps and, and stay fresh. That's a big thing. Going out there, being able to keep them fresh, maybe use guys in different situations platoon a little bit more, however you want to manage it. You've got some options now. Ryan comes back, adds some depth back. Some guys that haven't had a chance to play, got a chance to play. Some guys that maybe need a little bit more experience, got some more experience, and were able to go out there and prove themselves. So it's a benefit. You want Ryan B. out there, and you're going to get him back, but at the same time, I thought that there was a positive to take away from that. Now, you're getting these guys back. You're trying to find ways to pick apart NC State. And you've got an opportunity here because NC State's a little different than they were last year. They're missing some players. They've got some youth, and especially on the right side of the line. And that's an area that I'm sure Marshall's going to pick on a little bit. And here's Doc talking about that young right side of the NC State line. They're, they're, again, they're, they're good players, but they are young. You know, the, I think that it's good, you know, and of course we went in their place a year ago with three freshmen playing. So, you know, that being said, they're, they are, they're young, but they're talented, but they got that center, that rock solid, that center is just a really good player. And that right side's played an awful lot of football for them. So, or the left side, I'm sorry. So the right side is new, but uh, they're, uh, you know, they're a veteran group with the exception of just a couple guys. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure this, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll enjoy coming and playing on the road and I'm sure they'll be prepared as, as we will. It should be a fun atmosphere. If it's a fun atmosphere, I think that's going to be right because NC State will come in here. It'll be a fun atmosphere. And I don't know how much fun it is to go on the road for these kids when really 
if they had their way, I'm sure, well, at least the coaches. I'm sure the coaches would just like to play all games at home, not have to worry about that travel. But Doc's right. It should be a fun game, especially for young kids. I mean, same thing for a guy like Isaiah Green. He goes into a big venue. He's smiling, not necessarily overwhelmed, intimidated by it, just the fact that oh, today here's where I get to work. Really, here's where I get to play today. Big-time environment. Didn't have that because of the South Carolina game getting canceled, but it should be a fun environment for NC State. And this team's coming in confident. They lost that game. But there was a time when Marshall in that game had ample opportunity and were taking advantage of some of that. Didn't finish strong, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But the first question asked about that NC State game last year was the fact that there should be some benefit this year because those kids went down there, they played tough, no moral victories, but still, there's some confidence from a year ago. And here's Doc's thoughts on that. Well, you know, I don't, you know, I think there's no question, you know, our guys were confident bunch to begin with, and our players, you know, feel good about themselves. And, uh, you know, they're just excited to have the opportunity to go play not only an ACC team or Power 5 team, but also a really good one. And, uh, you know, like I say, I watched you all. One thing we did Saturday afternoon after we practiced Saturday morning, we sit around and watched, you know, some football. And you, you, watch some, you, know, you watch some of the teams play, and there's no doubt in my mind, watched NC State that they're in their league right now where their league stands, that they're one of the top teams, if not the top team in that league, along with Clemson and some of those others. And that was something that I've been asking some of these guys all week is, what'd you do? What'd you do on Saturday? They practice, they watch some football, and got a chance to see some other games. And it's, that's a rarity when you're playing on a Saturday. You don't necessarily get to watch. Now, I'm sure some of these guys go back, watch some games. As you heard Chase talk about earlier, they go back, they watch football. You know, they're always watching something here. So this team's confident. They're always confident, have a little swagger to them. And this is a, a game in which last year, they should feel real good about the performance of one Tyree Brady because he went down and just performed. I don't know if NC State was just caught off guard by him truly or he just went down and went off. Now, NC State knows where he's going to be on the field on Saturday. They're going to make sure they're aware of where Mr. Tyree Brady is at all times. But the question to Doc was, with Tyree Brady having their attention, and Doc will expand upon this, but the initial question was, are you excited for your running game? Because here's an opportunity now. The running backs, they're not going to get boxed. I think that's the, the best way to put that. The running backs are going to have to take advantage of the fact that they're going to have some opportunity here because they're not going to they're not going to stuff the box. So here's what Doc had to say about that as far as the question being, are you excited for the running game? To get a chance to maybe open up a little bit more because NC State's going to be focusing on Tyree Brady. The one thing that we're a little different than we were this time a year ago is with Brady is, you know, Obi wasn't playing a whole lot at this point, you know, and Obi's starting to step up. You know, Willie was a young guy that hadn't played a whole lot, and so was Marcel was a new guy and, and the addition of Artie. And so we've got some guys that, uh, you know, Xavier Gaines is starting to 
come around and, and you know play some really good football for us along with his t- other tight ends. So, you know, I think we have a few more weapons uh, and a few more players than what we had at this time a year ago. We went to NC State. You know, we knew we knew about Brady, but a lot of that other, you know, especially at the wide receiver position was unknown. Now they got some games under their belt and have some confidence, and uh, so we'll see what happens. So pick your poison, right? That's the impression I'm getting. Pick your poison. They're going to have to account for more guys. It's not going to be shut Tyree down and you've got the passing game beat. It's, okay, there's Obi out there. Tyree's going to get his. Running game, you better be aware of them as well. And we've talked to these guys all week, and you'll hear some of that tomorrow as well, that now this is going to open up some plays because if they're focusing on Tyree, well, running backs are going to have an opportunity to get some yardage. And if they're focusing on the running backs a little bit more, don't forget, there's that guy named Tyree Brady who's out there, and he's going to have some help this time. And it's going to be all important for Isaiah Green to find these guys and be able to make the right decision, right read, because he's going to have to take advantage of where NC State's going. If NC State's going towards the running attack, well, you got to make sure to find the open wide receiver. It's basic football. Plain and simple, but NC State's going to do it better than anybody that Green's seen so far on this schedule. So finally, Doc was asked about overcoming the lulls. And what that question meant was, we'll take last year as an example. Finley, he comes back for NC State, throws three touchdown passes. The Wolfpack score 27 unanswered. Thundering Herd maybe doing well, and then it, it kind of slowed down. And that's something that coaches have to be aware of, the fact that you start faster, then you start slowing down. So Doc was asked, how important is it for this game, but any game, I would think, but still this game, to avoid the lulls, the second quarter, the third quarter lulls? There's no question. I mean, this is this is going to be a – you know, a game where, you know, we talk all the time about in order to win a game like this, you got to be the best team on the field, you know, and you got to play all three, put all three phases together. And, you know, you got to keep, there's going to be some adversity in this game like there are in all of them. So he's got to keep fighting and, and, you know, playing extremely hard. And, and, uh, you know, there's going, like I say, there'll be adversity. Don't worry about it. Just keep playing and see what happens. But, uh, you know, I like our team. I like the, this team's going to go play really hard. I can assure you that and we'll see what happens. So that's Doc Holliday from earlier this afternoon, and um, we're getting closer and closer to Marshall and NC State. Also getting closer to Saturday's HIMG Thundering Herd Concert Series. This week, the band Steel is going to be on the Coors Light stage. That's right, the band Steel on the Coors Light stage. Their new album is Moon in a Mason Jar, and you can hear some of the songs from that right now. On our sister station, 93.7 The Dog, their latest is I-95. Also, uh, Catch, Sit a While, Victory in Jesus, if you're not familiar with them. And, of course, you can listen to The Dog all week long because you're going to be hearing a lot more about these boys coming to town. They've been here already from Double Spring, Alabama. And guess what? They're going to be ready for some Thundering Herd football on Saturday on the Coors Light stage. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. I want to thank our producer, Gabriel Seller, host Paul Swan. Back tomorrow, we're going to do it all over again. Until then, don't forget, you can catch the program on the podcast. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, also on TuneIn, 
Wherever you get your podcasts is where you can find The Drive. That's going to do it for this edition. Until tomorrow, have a great evening, everyone. Station.